Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the COVID Novid podcast with your host, Puck. And Longwood Geek here again um, to bring you the latest in the briefings that we got today from our president, the task force, and anybody else that seemed appropriate and official. All right, so uh, let's get started. Um, So as far as the timeline, whenever all this is supposed to be resolved, or at least a normalcy for the virus in our daily lives, the president said that he was hoping that it'll be resolved by Easter. Yeah, he's expecting that 19 days will be enough to get a firm grasp on whether or not we can reopen the country. He is very determined to get our country reopened, in his words, and back to business. Um, 19 days is being called by some, uh, including people at the briefing, as being potentially a little early. But they are going to evaluate where the infection rate is. And if it's still bad or if it gets worse, that date will be pushed back. And we're going to be studying, in order to get that, again, they're going to be studying areas that are not as infected and seeing how long, I guess, it takes for them to become infected to determine the, basically, the infection rate. Once we understand that, we have a little bit better of an idea of how long this whole situation is going to take and perhaps what supplies are still needed. So with the supplies update, I understand that we've got uh, at least one major agency that is handing out different supplies to the different medical groups. Uh, If I understand correctly, FEMA is going to be giving out how many uh, N95 respirators? Eight million. Uh, How many surgical masks? Uh, I believe it was 14 million. Okay. And face shields? 2.4 million. Now that's incredible. Uh, How many surgical gloves? 1.9 million. 4,000 ventilators for New York. Oh, Okay. So who else is going to be working on the supplies besides FEMA? Ford, 3M, and GE are all working on respirators, ventilators, and face shields. Okay, and uh, how are they getting those, um, getting those made? In New York, um, people are 3D printing face shields now. Um, as far as how Ford and 3M and GE are basically going about the business, they actually contacted the president and said, look, how can we help? And they've repurposed a lot of their factories. Yeah, it sounds like part of what they want to do is avoid the Defense Production Act from being put into place. Um, This is something that's been used in the past to kind of restructure businesses. I don't want to say forcefully, but in order to get the nation basically on a wartime footing, it's similar to what happened during World War II. So if they can get a step ahead of the game, then they don't have to worry about that being pushed. So as long as everybody's playing nice, I I think things are going to go a little bit better. Um... Who else is, it looks like there's going to be some people donating some items. So Apple had 9 million masks in storage, like our last podcast yesterday. Um, We were kind of curious on where they, like if they had produced these themselves. Well, apparently they had it in storage. They're just like, here, take it. Interesting. Well, you know, with restaurants um, all suffering kind of badly because of the, basically the dining rooms having been shut down everywhere, um, it looks like McDonald's is going to be offering curbside delivery to truckers. That way, again, you're limiting the infection factor um, to just the people in the restaurant and perhaps the truck driver. And, you know, we got to say hashtag not sponsored. Um, Actually, whenever our friend was over today, uh, she had a little notice pop up on her phone. Olive Garden was offering free delivery. And like if you ordered on the app and picked it up at like at their curbside, um, they gave you like two for one deals. Well, a lot of restaurants are doing that. Papa John's has the uh, basically the touchless delivery. They'll leave your food at the doorstep. Um, I also know that. There are um, 
In fact, I believe uh, Postmates is another one that's offering the touchless delivery. I think Uber Eats and Grubhub were going to be. I have not confirmed that they have, but I know that that was something that they were pushing. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting seeing how the restaurants are trying to get their money, still get their money to keep their people employed because without dining room service, that that's really hurt a lot of restaurants. And on that note, you know, I saw a really good post that said you need to tip your delivery driver is if you're still in like eating in because if it wasn't for them you wouldn't be able to get your snacky snacks i mean that's just it the kind of deliveries that we've been getting the fact that amazon's still able to do the essentials deliveries um it's a testament to the workers that are out there doing this we would if if anybody yells at a retail worker they're going to catch hands from me because uh, one i've been there and two these people are doing the absolute best that they can um, in fact, I've felt bad this evening, speaking of, um, ordering food, we had a delivery that was screwed up. And of course I called the restaurant cause the food unfortunately wasn't edible. Uh, and I explained to him, I said, look, I totally understand with all the changes going on. You're probably short staffed. I normally wouldn't complain, but I can't eat it. And they got us, they got us another order out pretty quickly, but just remember to have a little bit of compassion when you're dealing with some of these people out there because, good Lord, I can't imagine what they're having to deal with. And for the people that are actually working this stuff, you have our our love, our condolences, because it's not easy. You know, um, for people that are currently not employed in, I guess, the, the public spectrum – that have moved on to different jobs, maybe you're able to work from home, but you might have started off as a cashier or started off um, doing retail of any type. If you've ever worked a Black Friday, picture that, but to the nth degree. Funny story. My first day at Best Buy back in 2002 was Black Friday. That was my first day on the job. Now imagine that, but every day. And you have to worry about getting sick. Yeah. And that's, well, I mean, you have to worry about that on Black Friday, too. But generally, it's just being from being spit on. And that's the sad thing. You know, these people are doing everything that they can to keep our economy running. And they, you know, I rank them up and I might get some hate for this, but personally, I don't care. I rank them up right there with the police officers, with the nurses, with the physicians. Basically, these people are putting themselves at risk. One thing you need to make sure is that you're not stressing yourself out because the more you stress yourself, the more likely you are to put yourself at risk for catching not just coronavirus, but anything else. And with uh, with people getting sick, one of the things that they're trying to do is determine where the hot spots are and how the hot spots are forming. Um, if you're not in a hot spot, and we can keep the hotspot from having something that, that triggers it. Uh, you actually have a greater chance of delaying the onset of the virus in your area or maybe potentially eliminate it. Although that's at this point in time, pretty much unlikely. So yeah. how many uh, how many affected are we having? We're going to use New York for an example, the same example they used in the briefing. For every 1,000 people, one person's infected. That's how bad it's gotten in New York. And New York is home to hundreds of thousands of people. And so one, it, it's the old exponential growth problem. You have one person that infects two people, two people infect four, and you, it just grows. So um, one in 1,000 doesn't sound like a lot until you actually start realizing how many thousands, hundreds of thousands or millions of people live in one area. To give you an idea, 65% of the cases 
are actually from New York. 60% of them are new, 31% mortality rate. Wow. Now, I know that they're getting a lot more testing done. Uh, How are we doing on testing so far? In the last eight days, we've done 22,000 tests. To give you an idea, South Korea did that same amount in eight weeks. Now, it looks like one of the things that they're working on, one is a set of treatments that are in the pipeline for basically rapid clinical trials. But are they working on something that you can do in the home? Well, okay, so remember the self-sample test that uh, was supposed to be less invasive? Well, that's not home testing. Uh, The way it was described is you will still be required to be at your doctor's office, but they give you the swab and say, here, stick this up your nose. So it's limiting the doctor's and nurse's contact with the patient. Correct. Um, That actually makes sense, um, especially with limited PPE being available. And, you know, going back to that whole, you know, on the testing stuff, um, the people that are running these tests are putting themselves at risk, like serious risk. Um, and as far as that goes, you know, they still have a backlog of tests that they need to get through. One of the doctors that was on the coronavirus uh, briefing today actually said that she was going to be in touch with the testing companies after the briefing to get an update on where they are with testing and the backlog. That's that's incredible. One, that we've ramped up that much testing, but it's just incredible how many cases of it there are. Now, we're talking about New York still, um, if you've been in New York, they are recommending that you please self-quarantine. If you've been in New York at any time, I guess in the last, what, two weeks, three weeks? Um, so since this whole thing started. So, okay, so you know how they have the 14 days to slow the spread? What they're asking is if you've been in New York within the past 14 days that you quarantine yourself. And let's say that, you know, you've been back to whatever state, you know, for three days now. You would only have 11 more days that you would need to be in quarantine if you actually quarantined yourself properly. And if you're not showing symptoms, please still stay home. Yeah, the the spread, the ability to spread this without showing symptoms is very, very high. So this is one of those that just because you don't have a cough and you're not running a fever doesn't mean you don't have it and can't give it to somebody. Um, A lot of diseases are like that. They're not in the contagious stage until you're showing symptoms. Uh, COVID is not like that. But unlike a fever, um, which you may not have yet, the Dow seems to be uh, sweating some and going up um, a little bit, maybe helping the economy. Yeah, so it actually rose uh, 2,100 points today. Now, I know that they're working on a relief package. This is something that um, President Trump has been talking about in the briefings, and there's been different governmental representatives that have been trying to get this out through the Senate and the House. Um, what are we looking at if they, if they can get it passed? What is the president trying to get pushed through? So $2 trillion will go for direct assistance to families and small businesses. $4 trillion will go to other businesses, like bigger businesses, and assistance. And the good thing about this, if he can get this passed, well, even if it's not this one, even if they have to keep discussing things, when a package is decided on and passed, it's going to be direct deposit, which is going to help out a lot. Yeah, I've been hearing numbers at the briefings anywhere from 1000 to 2000 uh, depending on the size of the family. So if you have a family of four, they're going to be giving you $3,000, according to what they said in the briefing today. Interesting. So that's, I mean, that is, honestly, that's a couple of big paychecks for some people or a lot of big paychecks for a few people. 
And that's the thing, like, you know, they're trying to give enough that you can get your essentials, that you can pay some of your bills down. Um, There's actually, I don't know if we've covered this, but in some states, they've completely paused the evictions. Which I think is fantastic. Um, I mean, it's it's one of those you don't want to punish people for something that wasn't their fault. They could not, nobody could have, okay, people could have predicted this, but not Joe Blow on the street. I mean, this is not something that people expect to have happen. The last time we had something this bad, again, we're talking like the Spanish flu of 1918. So that's a bit bit of a ways back. So the fact that they're trying to not punish Joe Blow American for not being able to see this coming is great. And honestly, I think that's something that should be done pretty much anytime there's there's a massive national issue like this. Yeah, it's not like somebody just waved a magic wand and said, hmm, you know what? I think that the United States needs corona. Bippity boppity COVID. Yeah, exactly. So now it looks like they're saying that, or at least in the plan that they're currently discussing, it's going to be in four phases. If this is passed, when this is passed, um, we're looking at hopefully some much more happy faces for John Q. American. See, this is the single largest Main Street assistance program in the history of the U.S. That's very true. Even during the Great Depression with the New Deal and things like that, um, adjusted for inflation, I don't think we would even come anywhere close. To be fair, I haven't fact-checked that, so if someone knows the answer, I am deadly curious for that. Oh, maybe I shouldn't use deadly. I am incredibly curious for that uh, because being a history buff, that's the kind of thing facts, figures, and whys are the things that I enjoy. So um, was there anything else that we caught off the briefing? or did Because it seemed like this one was a lot shorter than the others. So to give you all an idea, the briefings, like let's say that they said that they started at 12. The briefing wouldn't actually start until 12.30, 1 o'clock. And they would run from when the broadcast went live for about an hour and a half to two hours. This briefing started at 5.30 and ended at like 6.14. Which is impressive. It means a couple of things. One, we're in the stage where we're waiting for the number crunching to get done. And we're in the stage where it's it's still the wait and the see, which honestly is is the hardest stage. The um, It's more stressful to have to sit back and think than it is to just react, at least in my opinion. Um, and I know a lot, I do know a lot of people echo that. It's, it's much easier to be doing something than it is to just sit there. And well, The other thing too is, you know, I'm actually glad that he went off when he did. Because would you rather have somebody that is short, sweet, and to the point? Or would you rather have somebody that literally stands up there and echoes the same stuff? Believe it or not, there are people that take comfort in that. Um, the, the more they see somebody talking, especially in a leadership position, the more they think something is being done. The, they, what they don't realize is words do not always equate action. So I'd much rather have a 20-minute briefing and know that there's a plan being executed than to hear a three-hour briefing and know that not a single good point was discussed. Again, though, there are others that feel the exact opposite. Exactly. So with that in mind, guys, we're not going to keep you that much longer. With this being such a shorter briefing and not having to catch up on anything, we are going to go ahead and call it here. Uh, This has been your COVID Novid Episode 3 podcast. Just a reminder uh, from myself and Puck that um, we do pull our information from the official briefings from the um, from the White House, the CDC, the task force, 
uh, and any uh, local, state and local governments that are doing any kind of briefings themselves where we can catch them. Um, if you catch us out in something that's incorrect, feel free to correct us. Uh, I'm at Longwood Geek on Twitter, and um, I'm always happy to, to discuss things with people. Um, we'll be back tomorrow night, um, assuming there's a briefing. If there's not a briefing, don't expect us to have an episode out unless we've gotten other information from, again, other types of briefings or sources. And as always, um, stay well, stay safe, stay compassionate. Puck, you got anything? You know, take care of each other. I know that right now it's a very stressful time for everybody. Tempers are flaring. People, we're going to see the nastiness that is in every human. But we'll see the good, too. Exactly. And that's the one thing. You know, Mr. Rogers, bless his soul, um, he said that whenever he was little, sometimes he would get scared. And his mother said, always look for the helpers. There are people out there that want to help. Be a helper. Exactly. So thank you guys. Uh, oh, and one last note. Um, if you noticed our new logo, that is from Teleweb Cartoons. Um, we have got him linked in the podcast info on Anchor. So feel free to check them out if you need a logo or something for your podcast, video, what have you. He also sells stickers and like he has a lot of really cute designs. So give him a check out, you know, maybe buy some of his merch because he's awesome. Um, and hashtag not sponsored. We purchased our uh, logo from him. So we just want to give him or give them credit where credit's due. We love you, Telly. Thank you, Telly. Anyways, guys, stay well, stay safe, stay compassionate. We will catch you later. Good night, everybody.